Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, I've got a bit of a different episode for you this week. This week, I'm, um, I'm sitting down with my wife, Claire. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, we're going to be uh, talking about doing the work. I've been speaking to a lot of artists lately, and they've, they've been, I don't know, there seems to be a common thread that's coming up in conversation. And this isn't just beginners, this is artists of all different levels. Um, some have been doing it for decades. And there seems to be a common thread with uh, getting the work done um, and also deciding on what's their next move and where their style's headed. And uh, there's a lot of self-doubt that goes on with being an artist. And I've noticed that uh, this self-doubt um, is there from the beginning and it, and it never really leaves you. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it for. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to sit down and speak with Claire about doing the work and uh, and just some points and tips and just some uh, things that have come up in conversation between the two of us. I thought it would make a good podcast. The first point I wanted to uh, talk about that's uh, that's come up a bit is, um, is from artists who are early in their career and they're yet to really have uh, honed in and locked in on a style yet. And um, they, they, seem, they seem stuck. But what I've found is that they're not actually doing the work to move forward. They're um, sort of running on the spot, if you know what I mean. Um, and they're they're trying to work out what their style, how their style should look, and um, you know, and and they're trying to have this finished product mm. before they even start. And I think think it's it's stopping them from starting in the first place. Mm. So they're kind of like stagnating. Do you mean like as in they're not necessarily um, doing the work? They're overthinking it. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. And um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of areas you can sort of look into that. Like I think a, a big area is comparison. A lot of people compare themselves to other artists, and, and now more than ever in um, with social media and the mm. digital age we live in. But um, people. May, might only be one or two years into their art life mm. like not even art career but if i'm talking art life from where they've suddenly found that they're even interested in this and they're comparing themselves to people who are much further down the track mm. and uh who have been working on it for decades and um who have worked like put a lot of time and hours into uh into developing their style mm. and um i just wanted to highlight that 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 comes from doing the work Mm. like what this podcast is about it's um you know you 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 need to like through doing anything you get better at it Mm. um but through thinking about something you you can get a bit better at it but you're not going to get as good as if you're doing it it's like thinking about riding a bike isn't going to teach you how to ride a bike you just got to you know keep doing it Um, I think something that you've always said, which I've definitely seen has happened in your art, and I'm not saying that you don't have the doubts and you don't have the comparison because, you know, we're all human and, you know, we're all kind of looking on social media and that's where a lot of us are able to get our work out there into the world. Um, But something that you've always said is stay in your own lane mm. and, um, you know, really honing in on what it is uh, that really um, brings you joy, what it is that um, brings you alive and then focus on that, focus on um, you know what's inspiring you, that type of thing so that you're really honing in on yourself rather than looking outside of yourself for the answers. Yeah, exactly. Because I've, I've had um, you know, people who I've 
who I look up to who have given me advice on my art. And um, I remember one thing that came up years ago was, you know, back in 2012, but it really stuck with me. It was from, you know, a friend who's a really good painter and really well known. And, but they paint really clean and they said to me, oh, Tom, you need to clean up your style and get your, your lines all sharp and, you know, everything looking really perfect and clean. Then you'll be able to move forward with your art. And, uh, and I tried that for a while and realized that that wasn't me at all. Like, mm. and, um, and I actually wasn't enjoying yeah. the process of, of trying to paint clean. I remember seeing you going through that process actually and it was such a difference to seeing you trying to force something, trying to push something that wasn't you. It was creating like tension in your body and your mind versus when you're truly in your own lane doing what brings you joy, there's so much more flow that comes through. Mm. And the funny thing is as well is that was back in 2012 and here we are in 2019 and I can paint clean if I want now. Mm. like I, I'm working on a series of paintings at the moment which are very clean and perfect and um and but they're blocks of color and they're not there's not a lot of line work or anything and it's like oh I've, I've found a clean style for myself that I can do if I want but that only came through actually you know doing thousands of paintings in between mm. and and I learned to paint clean if I if I wanted to and now I'm choosing to instead of trying to force something that what didn't come naturally to me you know I've got messy handwriting and you know I've never been um tidy with my art you know um but uh but yeah I I finally found that cleanliness on my own terms exactly exactly Mm. you didn't force your way there exactly you focused on what brought you joy first Mm. and then and then everything's evolved from that place yeah Mm. yeah And there's um, a life coach who I absolutely love called Marie Forleo. And what she says is there never has been and never will be another you. So what I take this to mean is that, you know, you only really get to know yourself truly by doing the work, by experimenting, by, you know, doing some things that maybe don't work out. And by doing the work, eventually you will begin to craft your own style and really get to know yourself at a deeper level. Yeah. Because I, I personally still jump between a lot of styles, and but I don't mind. I'm comfortable with that now. At first, I thought, "Oh, am I confusing the market, or mm. what am I doing?" You know, uh, I should just focus on one thing and be that. But I know I'm still early in my career, and I don't know it's all. Well, what I found is, I, I even as I move between these styles, there's sort of there's a connection with them all now mm. because I've been doing a lot of it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable with it now, and I don't yeah. mind. I know that I'm just on my journey, and exactly. you know, some things might drop away, and other things might blossom, and that's mm. the way things are. And there's a certain patience that you kind of have to muster up to know that this is the long game. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, mm. and that's okay. But also, if you did stumble across the thing straight up, how boring would it be? Yeah. <laughs> like really, you know, actually the the fun is the exploration and some of the times where something's flowing really well and then other times when, you know, you get a little bit stuck but you pull yourself out because you keep going. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things I, I read in a book years ago um, and this is when I was starting to, you know, move uh, not you know move my mind away from graffiti so much and move towards uh, a fine art path and i was battling with you know how to do that really um but i read in a book they said if you make a list of all your favorite artists 
and start, um, you know, and get a whole, like all photos of their work all together. And you can start looking at everything. You can start see, seeing connections, even if they're from different eras, different styles, you start to see some similarities between them. And it's in those similarities that could potentially be the answer that you've been looking for. And it's, you know, because everyone's got influences. It's the way it is. Mm. Yeah. But, um, but how can you, how can you bring your, your life and your, your story and your style mm. and, and your individuality to that, to that style? So using that type of um, kind of exploratory work to help spark some sort of ideas, inspiration, creativity, mm. and then use that to almost start. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of just mindlessly scrolling on mm. Instagram or something like that, maybe like make a list like off the top of your head, which artists do I really like? And then, and then you can start maybe screenshotting a whole bunch of images that you're liking on Instagram and, and put a bit of a file together and even print it out. Like I, I remember having a folder and I printed it out and I had, um, I think I had 20 or 30 artists whose work I love. Mm. And I, and I found that folder the other week. It's, it's nearly 10 years old now and it's it's just funny because like some of those artists are my friends now and mm. there's all, all weird stuff I've interviewed a lot of them on the podcast and um yeah it's just really interesting and I can see where my, my where bits of my work that I've taken from theirs and it, and some of it looks completely different but I know that I got it from them mm. like the inspiration to mm. move in the direction I've gone but you've also combined that with travel and being inspired by your surroundings drawing what you see taking photos so you know it's been a, like a combination of a number of different things yeah definitely definitely like another thing i was uh thinking about when i was preparing for this interview was um was artists who i who i really admire who have explored a lot of um different styles throughout their career like i've always really liked david hockney um because you know, he's got his style, but you never really know what you're going to get out of him. And the more you look through his work, the more you realise he's jumped all over the place and, and tried so many different things. And I really love that. I also love the fact that he's still alive to be a celebrated artist. Because a lot of the greats uh, passed away before they were truly recognised as one of the great artists of, of their era. Um, and another one is Picasso. I was looking through a... Uh, through a Picasso book when I was in Tasmania at the start of the year. And I found there was this one section of the book, I think it was from 1953, and he, it was one of his most prolific years. And he tried so many different styles in that, that year. Like he was already established, he was Picasso, he was world famous. But even at the height of his career, he was still exploring and, um, and exploring so many different styles. Like, like there were paintings in there that you wouldn't even recognize as a Picasso. And he wasn't afraid to go down that route. And, you know, the critics, like, the critics would be talking about him more than anyone at that time, you know. Mm. So, you know, you'd think he'd be uh, a bit nervous to experiment, but he wasn't shy at all. Mm. Well, it sounds like he wasn't, he didn't really care about what anyone else thought. He just stayed in his own lane and just did it. Yes and no. I know. The more I look into him, the more I see he was really troubled by his art as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because I find myself in the studio, you know, um, stressing over a body of work or, mm. or thinking, you know, that it's not good enough or something along those lines. And then I, I think back to Picasso. I was like, mate, he was the best in the world and, mm. and he still had these thoughts as well. Yeah. So I think it's just part of being human, you know, mm. we're, we're lucky enough to have this amazing brain in our heads but at the same time it's uh 
for most like for all, pretty much everyone it, mm. it gets the better of them you know yeah, and you overthink definitely. everything and you can drive yourself crazy with thoughts and all they are are thoughts yeah well exactly <laughs> and that's the thing with doubt that feeling of doubt all it is is a thought yeah but the difference is whether you entertain the thought whether you make it mean something as in i'm not good enough or i don't know where i'm going if you entertain it then that can create like you know a feeling of stuckness mm. whereas if you just see it and kind of almost separate yourself from that and just realize that it's just part of the human condition and then carry on and do the work even though that thought is still hanging around yeah definitely Another subject that's been coming up in these conversations I've been having with artists is um, is making a decision. So they would be overthinking things, as we've been talking about here, and uh, and they won't actually get any work done. It will all just be... They can't get beyond the thought. They can't make a decision in their head to actually uh, you know put anything into action. And I find that through action, that's where the results are. Um mm. You know, you, you need to you need to be doing something. It's through doing something that you're going to move forward. Um, you know, I've mentioned it a lot on this podcast about you know how I draw every single day, and I, I seriously feel that that's the backbone to my creativity, um, and it's where all my ideas are generated from as well. Uh, you know, and that and it doesn't all make it into my art, but what it does is it challenges me to think up new things, mm. to draw and paint. Um, and I find that if I'm ever stuck in the studio, I turn straight to those books. Uh, but they, these drawings, they, they come from lots of different places. You know, I could be drawing something that's right in front of me or I screenshot a lot of images I see on, on uh, Instagram. Like someone, it just might be a random post of mm. someone on holiday or something, but there's something there in the background that's really caught my eye. Or, um, or I just, I don't know, I, I draw out of my head as well. Just, just make up things. Mm. Um, there's lots of ways of doing it, but uh, the the key to it is actually, you know, sitting down and making that time to create. And I know it's easier said than done because a, a lot of people are time poor. You know, there's people out there who have full time jobs and children, and you know, go to the gym and or all sorts of things. Mm. You know, so it's hard to actually slot that time in. But um, but one thing I've really noticed uh, in this day and age that people can be time poor but they still always find time for social media and scrolling the internet or looking at their phone in general no matter what they're doing so i think that's a really great place to maybe look to start carving out some time in your life is is look at when you're spending a lot of time on your phone and and maybe just chop 10 minutes out of that and put pen to paper Mm. um you know like the rule i have with myself is uh is to draw for at least a minute a day. And that doesn't mean completing a drawing. That just means putting pen to paper. Some drawings take me three days to finish and they're a little tiny drawing. It's because I'm busy and I'm racing around, but I still make that time to put the pen to the paper. And um, and it's on those busy days that sometimes something magical happens. And um, I can be, uh, I can say, I don't have time today, but it's like, no, 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 just put the pen to paper. Come on, mate, don't let yourself down. And then I'll do a few lines and what comes out of those few lines could be a completely new idea or something, a new direction where my work can go. And it's, it's just through that commitment that that happened. Mm-hmm. And if, if I said, I don't have time today, then the next day I don't have time or the day after I don't feel like it. 
And there's like three drawing days already and there could be new ideas waiting in there. Mm. I think you say some really like really important points here. I think that one of them is like this showing up for yourself, committing to yourself and what's most important to you and making sure that you carve out time for that. Because life, yeah, like you were saying, life can get busy. We can be pulled in a number of different directions. But are we actually moving the needle a bit closer to really where we want to take our careers? And only we can do that. And so I think that like the ritual that you've kind of created with your morning drawings is that you have crafted out that time, that set time, day in, day out. You know what your schedule's like and you've made sure that you always show up to that. And I think that by doing that, particularly first thing in the morning, then you've already started the creative flow. So then when you get into the studio, you don't have that same kind of resistance feeling of like, oh, I've now got to create because you've already created something first thing in the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. like I think back to when I was working full time uh, for the man, and uh, I still drew every single day. I didn't miss a day then, and um, and I was thinking about where I was actually, you know, creating that time to do it. And uh, you know, when you got to be at work at a certain time, you find you're racing, find yourself racing out the door. But I found that on my lunch break and also waiting for public transport or on public transport is when I'd pull the book out and do some drawing, or even if you're waiting for a coffee you know, at the coffee shop and there's a line, you just take a seat and just do some drawing until they mm. call your name. Mm. You know, it might just be for a minute or two, but you'd be surprised, like, those minutes add up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and at the moment, like, I'm, I've got over 70 books now wow. that, are, that are filled with drawings on every pages. And, uh, and I look at those early ones and, like, they're pretty crappy. Like, they're really basic line drawings. And now if I look at how I, I approach them now, I actually... I know I've, I've completely changed how I approach these drawings and I've really mm. developed a style for myself and the drawing style and the painting styles I, I do are completely different mm. like the subject might be the same or the way I approach it might be um, you know based off that drawing but when you're using different materials you are uh, you approach things in a different way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you made another really good point about that whole, you know, looking back now, you've done 70 books and the first however many, you look back at them and go, oh God, they were pretty crappy. But that didn't stop you from showing up. No. Like you didn't kind of go, oh, it's not perfect or I'm not there yet, so therefore I'm not going to put pen to paper Mm. because that's just a stalling tactic that can go on forever and we can never really ever make any progress from that point. So the fact is that you you were just showing up even though it wasn't perfect, even though you weren't where you wanted to be, but you just started to take the action from that place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for doing it. It's, um, I don't know. That's why I keep talking about it on this uh, podcast. I just feel that it's it's something that's it's been a game changer for me. Yeah, and I've had a lot sure. of people contact me through the podcast and say that I've motivated them to start drawing every day. And uh you know, if you're one of those people, I hope you've stuck with it um, because I'm sure you've seen progress out of it. A word that's been coming up in these uh, conversations I've been having with artists is that they're stuck. Um, and I, like, I've been thinking about it and thinking, do they really, do they really want this? You know, because if, if you're stuck, you can stuck and be pondering and not really doing anything. But um, I don't know, I, I feel personally that that 
like I really, if I really want something, I'll, I'll just keep working through it. And even if I do feel stuck, I'll, I'll try something else, try something different, pick up a different medium. Uh, you know, go, I don't know, even go for a bike ride and, or just try and think of something to do to keep, keep you moving and keep... To uh, shift your state. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard if you don't really want, want to want something to do something, you know? So I don't know, maybe ask yourself that question. Like, is this something you really want? Mm. Because, um, because being an artist isn't easy. Uh, it's, you know, there's all the insecurities that come with it that we were talking about earlier. And also, you know, the, um, the stresses, the financial stresses that come with it. And, um, you know, self-doubt and all these type of things. It's, it's actually a really tricky job. Like some people say, oh, it's too hard. I'm just going to go get a full-time job. It's much easier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I just feel that um, you've got to really, really want it. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do it I think another point on that is um, I think when you really know why you want it and you're really connected to that why then you have the motivation to keep going even when it gets a little bit tough even when the thoughts come up and the self-doubt um, come up and we were talking about this before the podcast today about um, how we can get so stuck up in our heads thinking our way through problems or trying to think our way into creativity and um, we can get really stuck there Um, and the difference is when we're able to truly connect bring all of that into the heart and feel into that why we're doing what we're doing yeah I completely agree Claire because um you know I think back to you know when I first got into art and that was through graffiti and then like I just wanted to paint all the time and you know then I you know got into adulthood and everything and I had full-time jobs but I was still painting on the weekends and uh, after work and whenever I, I got spare time and um and it wasn't a choice so much it was more that I like I had to do it uh, like my I don't know insides were calling me to do it mm. it's just uh and I still feel the same way like if you took art out of my life there would be a big void there yeah um yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting point you raised. Yeah, and well, it sounds like the desire to do it, you know, that full motivation that comes intrinsically from within, that is stronger than the doubts and the other challenges that come with being a creative. Mm. And I find now as well that I've made it a career for myself that um, I'm really excited about where, where it's all going. Um, you know, I'm at where I'm at right now. And, uh, you know, I don't know what my art's going to look like in the future, but I know that through painting mm. and through creating, my art will develop and grow. And, um, and I'm really excited about that to see where it goes. And, uh, and it doesn't mean I'm not happy with what I'm doing now or anything like that. I just know that it's mm. what I'm doing now is what I'm doing now. And that's all there is to it. Exactly. Not, it's, it doesn't mean it's what I have to be doing in 20 years time. Yeah. So being present with where you are right now, but also being excited about where the future takes you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think about all, all you know, a lot of the greats. Yeah, you, know, you think you, you know, Matisse, Picasso, people like that. Um, and a lot of the greats of were old, old artists, mm-hmm. and you know, you know that they've been painting their whole lives to get to where they, where they are or where they were. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I just think it's exciting. And uh, I know that this day and age there's a lot, lot of, you know, famous younger artists as well. But, um, 
you know, I just know that you know, if you really love it, you can do it, do it for the rest of your life and continue to grow and explore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the other point I wanted to make before um, we finish up today was um, on this uh, thought around stuckness. Um, in the physical body, the area around the hips is where we um, can feel quite physically stuck. Um, and so if you're feeling like you have some creative blocks and you're feeling quite stuck within your body, something that you can do to really um, help to bring a bit more flow, and this part of the body also connects to the element of water, is to get yourself out into an area where there are bodies of water, or um, so like, you know, at the sea or um, to a big lake, or you can get yourself physically into some water. So taking a bath or going for a big swim. And this, this can really help to one, move that part of the body, but also to um, shake some of the energy around here so that it can help you to um, shift your state and, um, and bring more of the creative juices and get all of that flow in again. Yeah. Good advice, Claire. <laughs> So just to uh, just to summarise on this podcast, um, you know, play around with lots of styles, um, make time to sit down and create. Uh, the more the more you create, the better you get, and um, and just have fun and enjoy the journey. So just to uh, just to let you know as well, this is uh, my last podcast for a couple of months. Um, Claire and I are off on our um, annual trip overseas to escape the Melbourne winter and uh, go and explore and uh, and grow. Um, so yeah, so, uh, we're going to be heading off to, uh, to Europe and, and the States and, uh, I'll be hopefully conducting some podcasts while I'm away and have some, um, really good interviews for you when I get back. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bench Talk. To view images of the guest's artwork, follow us on Instagram at bench underscore talk or go to the website benchtalkpodcast.com. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Uh, thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode.